0: Well, howdy, Hootah Thunkers. This is the host of the Hootah Thunkers podcast, Zeb, coming to you today. Um, I'm a bit schnookered, it's a little bit different. I had a um, forced overtime today. I had to work till two. Usually I crank these puppies out. They're published by definitely before noon. Today, not so. I had to work till to work till two. My mama's here. Went to go get some shots so I can see my little baby niece. That's right. I'm an uncle. That You're listening to Uncle Zeb this time. So a little bit different today. Um, Had a couple beers over lunch. Um, So feeling good. Don't worry, I didn't drive. Anyway, this is episode 94 of the Who to Thunk It podcast. 94 episodes. My third year now working on it. So that's pretty cool. I'm on my third year. I think that's awesome. I had no idea. I thought maybe this might last a couple months. We're on year number three. Awesome. Let's jump right in with the recommendation segment. This is before we get to the main topic and Ken have absolutely nothing to do with the title of the episode um or could doesn't you know just something i recommend you check out this episode i recommend you make some mead that's right mead honey wine i've recommended mead before i think i've recommended um trying some now i'd recommend you make it i've actually started to make some of it myself thanks to a mead making kit that my mother-in-law bought me um, I always wanted to try it, then I got the mead making kit for Christmas, and I was like, ah, this is going to get me to pull the trigger on it. Mead is wine made from honey. It is the oldest known form of alcohol made by humans. It's probably the world's oldest alcoholic drink. Mead is essentially fermented honey and water and has a long, glorious history. It is referenced in the ancient cultures of China, India, Greece, and Egypt. The earliest documenti- documentary evidence uh, suggested suggest that a fermented honey beverage was drunk in india some four thousand years ago um they even think it might go go farther back than that um found that out on, on the irishexaminer.com if you want to check that out with shannon's help i was able to put two gallons of mead together that's water, honey, and some yeast, and we did add some like cinnamon and other stuff to the cheaper batch that we made. So, two gallons are in the books, but it takes forever to make this stuff. So, you won't hear me talk about how it tastes for like another three to six months. I will check on them in about uh, in a month or so, I'm going to check them out, taste them, but that's not the end product. Just see if I want to add stuff to it. Uh, they won't be even close to being ready for, I said, like the earliest three months. So, you know, mead takes a long time. It's the easiest way to make alcohol. Not the cheapest because honey is expensive but, and it is the longest. I hope these go well. Uh, but they're my first batches and I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of suck. So I might taste and be like, oh, that sucked, but I'm not going to give up. I want to get good at this. The idea is to get relatively good at making mead so I can start using honey from my sister's beehive that's right my sister and her husband have some bees they get tons of honey and i want to make it with their bee, with their honey so it's like you know it's like a brother and sister mead made thing not selling it because that would i would need a license for that that'd be legal illegal i'm just gonna give it away see if i can get good at it it's gonna be fun making mead is a quickly becoming my next obsession and i'm talking the ears off of friends and family about it alike so uh, a couple links in the blog if you want to check out how i've been making it now for the main event, we're three minutes in. Usually, recommendation doesn't take that long, but now we're into the main event here. This week, I wanted to highlight some of the major scientific happenings of 2022. <sighs> yeah, Happy New Year. We're into uh 2022 now. I was able to watch with great amazement and glee at the James Webb Space Telescope as it launched from the Ariane Space, ariana Space, Ella 3 launch complex at Europe Space port located near karu french Guiana, near the equator uh in south america i found out that it is beneficial for launch sites to be located near the equator because the spit of the earth can help give an additional push so that was fun to know that's why we have you know america's launch sites are in florida i guess but uh that sparked an even an ever-present curiosity in the fields of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, all the things thrusting our species into the future. So I was like, okay, that happened during Christmas, you know, a lot more updates are going to come in 2022. What else is happening in 2022 with with STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math? And I found some really cool stuff. First one being, uh, this was this blew my mind. First, I would like to talk about the Dart project, D A R T, because even though it is just a um, com, is just as complex as any other operation in out in space. It is also totally possible to simplify this operation to like boil it down to its. You know essential parts so much that an elementary school student would understand it and it would blow their minds too so it talks to the kid and all of us the child and all of us how cool this thing is dart stands for double asteroid redirection test you're like okay not necessarily cool yet but i'm getting there i'm getting there um simply put nasa is going to launch a missile at an asteroid to see if we can move it that's the simplest way you can say it why well in case one asteroid is ever headed to earth to wipe us all out like the dinosaurs we want to know if we stand a chance to do anything about it yep that's real that's what it is we're gonna shoot a missile shoot a rocket at an asteroid to see if we can move it out of the way from killing everyone on earth Netflix recently released their hit movie don't look up on December 5th of 2021. I watched the entire movie, all two and a half hours of it, starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. Love both of those uh, actors. The movie was about two low-level astronomers who must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet Earth. The movie's overall message uh, that creator Adam McKay was trying to get across was that the world's media and information managers uh, have polluted the waters so badly that the general public wouldn't believe the world's scientists warning about a planet killing asteroid until they saw it with their own eyes in the night sky. I love the movie. My fiance thought it was a bit too long and drawn out, but she didn't hate it. However, the world's media and information managing organizations uh, shit all over this movie with bad reviews because it made them look bad. Meanwhile, the audience scores, they were pretty good. Anyway, the reason I bring this movie up is because it brought some very real topics that uh, about our world that pertain to science and not just media and politics. Um, some really interesting scientific stuff. For one, the Planetary Defense Coordination Office from Don't Look Up in the movie is a real thing. They do stuff like protect Earth from potentially dangerous asteroids, just like in the movie. And one mission they will be completing this year in 2022 is DART. Here is how NASA breaks it down. DART is a planetary defense driven test of technologies for preventing an impact of Earth by a hazardous asteroid. DART will be the first demonstration of the kinetic impactor technique to change the motion of an asteroid in space. DART is a spacecraft designed to impact an asteroid as a test of technology. DART's target asteroid is not a threat to Earth. This asteroid system is a perfect testing ground to see if intentionally crashing a spacecraft into an asteroid is an effective way to change its course should an Earth-threatening asteroid be discovered in the future. While no known asteroid larger than 140 meters in size has a significant chance to hit Earth for the next 100 years, only about 40% of those asteroids have been found as of october 2021 to summarize chill you know chill out dart is just a test to see if we have the power to slightly change the trajectory of an asteroid while it is still really far away from earth just enough to have it miss us but it is no way an actual danger so like the, da- the asteroid we're shooting it at not gonna hurt us as far as we can tell there are no big planet planet-killing uh, killers headed towards Earth. That being said, we only found about 40% of them, so we still are willing to crash hundreds of millions of dollars worth of space technology to see if we have the power to deter one of these uh, son-of-a-bitches if need be. The binary... Uh, near-Earth asteroid 65803 Didymus is the target for the DART demonstration. While the Didymus primary body is approximately 780 meters across, its secondary body, or the moonlet as it's been called, is about 160 meters in size. So That's about what they're looking at. It's the more typical size of asteroids that could pose the most likely significant threat to Earth. The Didymus binary is being intensely observed using telescopes on Earth to precisely measure its properties before DART arrives, or DART crashes into it more likely. Uh, What we are aiming at is a two-parter. That's why it's called Double Asteroid Redirection Test. There is an asteroid called Didymus, and it has a second little asteroid buddy orbiting it, and we are targeting the smaller asteroid buddy uh, with dart so that's what we're going to shoot at the dart spacecraft will achieve the kinetic impact def- uh, deflection by deliberately crashing itself into the moonlit at a speed of approximately 6.6 kilometers per second with the aid of an onboard camera named draco and sophis well r.i.p draco is not going to survive that and sophisticated autonomous navigation software sounds like expensive stuff That's just going to crash into an asteroid. (laughs) The collision will change the speed of the moonlet in its orbit around the main body by a fraction of 1%. But this will change the orbital period of the moonlet by several minutes, enough to be observed and measured using telescopes on Earth. Here are some specifics about DART spacecraft. It costs $308 million (laughs) dollars. weighs 1345 pounds or 610 kilograms at launch and 1210 kilograms or power or yeah 1210 pounds or 550 kilograms at impact so that's a lot of weight that's a lot of equipment that's 308 million dollars that nasa's just shooting into a rock in space If <laughs> that ain't some american shit right there it just seems so bootleggy <laughs> it's so So, I mean, I get it. The science is there. It makes sense, but it also seems like... Ratchet, if that makes sense. <laughs> so the DART was launched on November 24th of 2021 aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket from Vandenberg Space Force Base in California. After separation from the launch vehicle, the DART spacecraft will intercept Didymus Moonlet in late September of 2022. So we're going to see, we're going to, in September of this year, we're going to find out what happened when the Didymus system is within 11 million kilometers of Earth, enabling observations by ground based telescopes and planetary radar measure the change in momentum impacted by the Moonlight. So it'll be close enough that once that shit hits, we'll be like, okay, it did make a difference. Or mm, we just wasted $308 million and it did nothing. So we're going to find out. It'll be close enough. So he launched this thing with help from Elon Musk, and it is going to slam in to the little asteroid moonlit guy in September of this year. All of the signs make sense to me, but it still feels like some comedic joke that We humans are shooting $308 million U.S. dollars worth of equipment at an asteroid to see if we have even the slightest chance of diverting our own apocalypse. And we called it DART, (laughs) which I I find, I don't know, it's just ironic, funny. It's good. (laughs) So that's DART, and I think that's exciting. It kind of relates to that's what they did in the movie, Don't Look Up. Spoiler right there. But that, you know, they shot some shit in an asteroid to see if it could save us. Um, not gonna tell you how to end up with the movie, watch it yourself, but we're doing that in real life, which kind of blew my mind. Now, let us briefly revisit a past episode topic. We're switching topics here, still STEM related, but completely different. This isn't Dart. The James Webb Space Telescope. Yes, I'm so excited, guys. Seriously. Space.com live update site gave me some of these updates here. Overview. NASA's Space Web Space Telescope if you didn't read the listen to the last episode the agency's successor to the famous Hubble telescope it launched on December 25th of 2021 that's right Christmas day how cool is that um it actually been delayed for like 20 years it was supposed to launch like 20 years beforehand but they changed a bunch of stuff listen to the other episode if you want to check it out It's just a couple episodes back but it launched christmas day 2021 on a mission to study the early stars and peer back farther into the universe's past than ever before by a huge margin and the james webb space telescope will also have the most advanced technology in space for searching exoplanets for alien life how exciting is that I woke up Christmas morning and I watched the live stream from my living room on YouTube. I felt like a kid again. I was elated the rest of the day. As I saw all my in-laws Christmas day that, you know, that whole day, they asked me how I was doing, Merry Christmas, what's going on with you? I I must have told each and every one of them about the James Webb Space Telescope and how cool it was. And they looked at me like, ha ha, there's our, there's a, there's our niece's crazy crazy fiance talking about space shit again. So that was me. I was like, do you guys see this telescope? They're like, Merry Christmas. You know, They're talking about their Christian stuff and Jesus is for birthday today. And I'm like, there's a space telescope in space. And it's gonna look at exoplanets and we're gonna be able to see the big bang. And um, just sort of appeal to the you know the Christian narrative of Christmas, I was like, we're gonna be able to look back on, let there be light. And they were like, oh, okay. So then they kind of got it like, oh, that's, that's pretty dope. So here's some major updates that just came out like this week, January 9th um, of 2022, uh, quote update with the James Webb Space Telescope now fully deployed, work is expected to begin today to start aligning the 18 individual mirrors that make up the observatory's primary mirror. It is not a fast process, so it's going to take a while. And then on the 10th of January this year, the observatory continues to trek out to its station orbiting Earth-Sun Lagrange Point 2. It's like a point that's... Between the sun, the earth, and the moon, it works together and it is located about a million miles or 1.5 million kilometers away from Earth on the side opposite of the sun. As of today, January 10th, the telescope is more than 78% of the way to orbit, having traveled more than 700,000 miles or 1.1 million kilometers from Earth, according to NASA's observatory tracker. So really excited it's on its way there's so many things had to go right for this thing to work and if it did work it was going to re- it's it's going to rewrite our textbooks that our kids are going to read about science for for decades later and a lot of things had to go right a lot of things could have gone wrong when i was I would have, I told Shannon, I was, I'm gonna be devastated if this shit breaks in the middle of space, but it didn't, it worked and it's, it's going, it's not, it's not there yet. We haven't got shit back from it yet, but it's going and it's, it's good news. I'm really happy. Now, here are some other updates in the world of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I have to take a drink. Oh my gosh, I'm thirsty. Hold on. I Don't usually do that. I drink in between, but there you go. You got me drinking. Now, other updates in STEM. I got this info from nature.com. It was written by a guy named David Kastelević. Okay. After a multi-year shutdown and extensive maintenance work, the Large Hadron Collider is scheduled to restart operations at CERN, the European Particle Phil- Physics Laboratory uh, outside Geneva, Switzerland in June. The Large Hadron Collider's major experiments, ATLAS, and CMS are upgraded and explored with additional layers of detector components this will enable them to collect more data from 40 million collisions of protons each of them produced every second so here's why that matters a lot of big words there cern's main function is to provide the particle accelerators and other infrastructure needed for high energy physics research, this big shit. I, if you just Google why is CERN important, you're gonna see a lot of shit that's confusing. So I'm, I try to boil it down. As a result, numerous experience have been constructed at CERN through international collaborations. One thing just take away from what it's actually researching. So many different countries are coming together to work on this together. So it's like a humanitarian thing. We want to know about physics, and we want to know about the, the building blocks of life, what what makes reality itself. And that is such a noble cause that people from india people from uh, america people from britain all over europe all over the freaking globe are coming together as an international collaboration to work at cern so aside from what they're actually researching it's a huge Amer- humanitarian thing it's it's back up and running after the co- after the pandemic and everything it's exciting 2022 is going to be awesome cern's biggest discovery this is why it's probably the coolest to you is the higgs boson particle in back in 2012 or 2012 in the 1960s, British physicist Peter Higgs hypothesized the existence of a field through which all particles would be dragged, like marbles through moving through molasses, giving the particles mass. Okay, Higgs thought this field would have a particle associated with it, one that is thought to give all other particles their mass. This particle became known as the Higgs boson. Here's where it gets even bigger. Uh, it was also nicknamed the God Particle. It basically assigns mass value to all other known particles. So this was theorized back in the 60s by this guy Peter Higgs. And he's like, I mean, that's kind of crazy, but it, you know, the, it, to him it made sense, the, the, the theoretical physics of it. There's got to be this one particle that assigns value to other particles in the form of mass. Well, in 2012... They found evidence of it, and they proved that it exists. It was called the God, God Particle um, after a book in 1993 came out. Uh, but Leon Letterman and scientist writer Dick Teresey, uh that's what they called it, the, the God Particle. But many physicists, including Higgs himself, the guy who came up with it, reject the term God Particle. Um, so don't think of it as actual God Particle because a lot of people are like, oh, that's sensational. It's, it's science. But it the the term god particle does sort of give you some weight as to how important that was this is one of the most expensive scientific experiment places and laboratories on the planet ever conceived their most important thing they've ever discovered is this higgs boson particle and even though a lot of physicists are like we didn't discover god no they're not claiming that but they are saying the thing that they did discover has been nicknamed much of their dismay, the God Particle. So it's like, well, maybe they found the paintbrush of God or something. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm calling it. Maybe the paintbrush of God or whatever you want to call it, whatever your faith is. It's a big freaking deal. They found out the thing that assigns value to other particles via mass. I, I'm terribly simplifying it here, but that's, that's now back up and running again in 2022. It's really inspiring and I'm really helpful for it other stuff happening in 2022 after their own upgrades the world's four gravitational wave detectors one in Japan one in Italy two in the United States will begin a new observing run in December uh, so gravitational wave detectors like LIGO the biggest gravi- grav wave detector exploit the physical properties of light and of space itself to detect the under and understand the origins of gravitational waves detecting and analyzing the information carried by gravitational waves is allowing us to observe the universe in a way never before possible providing astronomers and other scientists with their first glimpses of literally an unseeable wonders and it has impacts on our daily lives technology that we've been blessed with and i say blessed that denotes a religious thing this is all science i'm talking about today the the technology we've been we've been given access to in recent decades all comes from these huge unbelievably expensive science projects that are actually coming out with good stuff gravitational waves god particles so that's all coming right back to us i mean they, they took a bit of a hit in the pandemic but it's coming back now another thing at michigan state university in east University. In East Lansing, the facility for rare isotope beams is expected to start operations in early 2022. The, um, 730 million multi-stage accelerator aims to synthesize thousands of new isotopes of known elements and it will be it will investigate nuclear structure and the physics of neutron stars and supernova explosions so that's going to be dope the point of rare isotope beams is to better understand the physics of nuclei nuclear astrophysics and fundamental interactions and various applications for society so these uh rare isotope beams am just trying to keep it simple I, each one of these things can be its own episode but i'm not qualified to do that so i'm just trying to break them down um really expensive science shits happening in 2022 here's stuff we can all wrap our heads around a veritable armada of orbiters and landers from space agencies and private companies is scheduled to leave for the moon in 2022 so yeah we going back to the moon boy nasa will launch the artemis 1 orbiter in the first test of the long overdue launch system that is intended eventually to take astronauts back to the surface of the moon and the agency's capstone all caps i'm assuming acronym the agency's capstone orbiter will conduct experiments in preparation for the gateway the first space station to orbit the moon we're getting a space station to orbit the moon that's amazing that's all going to start in 2022 in his third lunar mission, the Chandrayaan-3 butchered that pronunciation moving on aims to be its first to make a soft landing one that doesn't damage the craft and will carry its own rover japan will also attempt its first soft landing on the moon with the slim or slim mission and russia is aiming to revive the glory of the soviet lunar program with a luna 25 lander the korean pathfinder lunar orbiter will uh, inaugurate south korea's own moon exploration I named a bunch of different countries with all different kinds of political leanings and whatever. I don't give a shit. When it comes to scientific exploration, yay human race, okay? we're In my mind, when it comes to explore, exploring the space and science and everything, yes, humans. I don't give a shit if you're Russian or Korean, whatever. Uh, good for you. On the private side, Tokyo-based company iSpace is launching the Hakuto R Lander, uh, which will carry the United Arab Emirates' Rashid Moon Rover. Two U.S. companies, Astrobotic Technology in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hometown real uh, shout out right there and the initiative machines in houston texas are readying probes that will carry nasa instruments to the lunar surface hell yeah moon we coming back boy we're coming another epic space journey to watch will be the joint russian european exo mars mission okay moon and the mars we come in 2022 which is scheduled to blast off in september and will carry the european space agency's rosalind franklin rover to mars where it was searched for signs of past life. We're going to see if there was alien life on Mars. We found evidence of water. There's got to be something that used to be there. The launch was originally scheduled for 2020, but was delayed because, you know, everyone got the cold. Uh, COVID. I don't mean to make light of people dying of COVID, but I did there. Sorry, moving on. Sorry. 2020 was a shit year for everyone. So shit was delayed. Uh, Partly because of issues with the parachutes needed to touch down safely as well, as as also covid china also plans to complete its space station uh I'm going to mess this up, Tian Gong, and has lined up more than 1,000 experiments for it, ranging from astronomical and Earth observations to the effects of microgravity and cosmic radiation and bacterial growth. The world's progress in STEM endeavors hasn't stopped. We as humans are still blazing forward towards discovering the answers to the universe's secrets, and I'm excited. I was excited to look these up. I was excited to share them with you. Go ahead and watch don't look up uh, take a look and there's a bunch of explanations by real world physicists and really smart people who talk about the movie and, the, and what it implies about our actual world um there's a lot of astrophysicists talking about dart why we're doing it to save the planet possibly who knows maybe dart's gonna crash into that moonlit astro buddy and be like huh, that did nothing and uh, we're going to die if an asteroid comes to us. Maybe. I don't know. That's where we're going fi- to figure it out. Just know that the movie Armageddon with Bruce Willis was horse shit. The physics in that was <laughs> great movie. Horse shit. <laughs> what a stupid movie. As a kid, I loved it. Growing up as an adult, I tried to rewatch it. And I was like, this is bullshit. So... <laughs> Anyway, Armageddon was dumb, but we're actually shooting a rocket into space at an asteroid to see if it can save us. Um, That is actually happening. And we also have a telescope out there. We got CERN going. I'm excited, guys. 2022, science is coming I'm excited. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week to the next Hootah Thunker podcast episode. Sorry for my dog barking in the beginning. My neighbor was out there barking at him, but took care of it. Bubby, he's doing okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Check you later.